0: I'm looking at this report here and it it uh it got by me. I didn't see it. It happened 6 days ago. I just finally saw some people tweeting about it in Wisconsin today, but apparently this happened on Kentucky Radio it was 5 6 days ago. Um we all saw the performance of Tyler Hero in the NBA playoffs. Yes. He was incredible. Tyler Hero was one of the reasons why I maybe watched some highlights. No, I didn't watch any of the finals. I did watch some highlights, and I wanted to see some Tyler Hero. Leading up to the finals, I did watch the Heat because of you know how good Tyler Hero is. Tyler Hero is a beast. Now, if you remember correctly, there was once a time when Wisconsin uh, became the second school to extend, uh, extend a scholarship to Tyler Hero, uh, an offer back on December 24th of 2015. Creighton offered five months earlier than the Badgers. So it went to Creighton and then Wisconsin for Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero took four unofficial visits to Wisconsin mm-hmm. um, all the way up to 2016. Well, or I'm sorry, the Badger staff also visiting him on September 9th of 2016. And then just three days later on September 12th, Tyler Hero committed in 2016 to his home state, the Wisconsin Badgers, over the likes of Arizona, Arizona State, Auburn, Creighton, Florida, Indiana, Nebraska, Oregon, Xavier, and among others. And then 13 months later, 13 months later, after committing on September 12th of 2016, 13 months later, Tyler Hero announces. Now this is like days after that he had pictures of himself wearing, you know, the Wisconsin Badgers uniform, standing at, you know, in the Kohl Center with the ball in his hands, taking those pictures. Did you guys see those
1: pictures? Yeah. Nolly, did you see those yep. pictures? I mean, same kid who looked Shaq right in the eyes and said, I'm playing at Wisconsin, and Shaq said, Good for you. Yeah. And Shaq commended him for it and said this could change everything for Wisconsin moving forward. Um, so yes. So Tyler Hero
0: is committed to Wisconsin. He's there. Pictures, everything. We're pretty excited, right? Everyone's pretty, pretty pumped up for Tyler Hero. Hometown kid. Well, then he says that he is going elsewhere. He is decommitting. So Tyler Hero backed away from his pledge and reopened his recruitment. Uh, That was after receiving a visit and a scholarship offer from John Calipari of Kentucky. And we know what happened, right? Then Tyler Hero went to Kentucky. A lot of people were very, very upset. I'm never in the camp of tweeting and yelling at kids, telling them what to do. It's you know live your best life, right? Yeah. Rowdy, do you care if kids decommit, commit? I mean, it's a bad look sometimes, especially when you're in the uniform with the ball. But at the end of the day, it's your life to live.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can't really. It's his decision to make. Yeah. Now we yep. all wanted him to come to Wisconsin. Obviously, would have been awesome. Everyone saw the talent, the stars, and the recruiting prowess that the guy had. Yep. But uh, yeah, it didn't work out that way.
0: It was. It would have been great to see. Now I don't know if we would have seen Tyler Hero right away. He would have been having be playing behind some people, I would imagine, in Wisconsin fashion. No, he, he's, but if his a, he's talent, a guy who... But if his talent was good enough, he would have been out there. Yeah, he would have been. I, yeah. would like, I would like to see that happen. I don't know if I necessarily 100% believe that he would be out there starting. Because what do we know about Wisconsin, RJ? They're pretty loyal to their upperclassmen, correct? Correct. I, I, I would like to believe that talent would get Tyler Hero out on the floor as a freshman, but a part of me thinks that he would be having very limited minutes. Well, there's this. How about this? So there was a guy on the Wisconsin program named Nigel Hayes. Nigel Hayes, who was a sophomore on the Wisconsin team that beat the undefeated Kentucky in the Final Four in 2015, said he saw Tyler Hero play at a camp in Madison, Wisconsin, and he knew he was a star in the making. Hayes said, quote, to Brian Windhorse of ESPN, quote, that was my introduction to the legend of Tyler Hero. Everyone was talking about this other kid, and I'm watching the kids and I see Tyler, and I start telling people, quote, I don't know who this white boy is, but he's something special. You might want to keep an eye on him. That's what he told Brian Windhorst on
1: ESPN. So Nigel Hayes is making it seem like he's the first guy in on Tyler Hero? Nigel Hayes was saying that what other people were the watching other people, the state. that Hayes was like, you
0: got to keep an eye on this guy.
1: Okay, sure, Nigel.
0: So then here's what else happened. Hayes started to get to know Tyler Hero to see how good he could be. And then Hayes, Nigel Hayes, ultimately talked Tyler Hero out of going to Wisconsin and told him to maximize his talent elsewhere at a bigger school such as Kentucky. Here's the quote from Nigel Hayes. Quote, this is going to make some people mad. I was one of the ones who advised him not to go to Wisconsin with the talent he has. I told him the only people who are upset with him are the ones who are selfish. The only way he can thrive is not walking around thinking he's less than that. He's a growing seed. Go elsewhere. Nigel Hayes, while on the Wisconsin Badgers, actively went against his own team, his own coaching staff, to tell Tyler Hero to decommit and go elsewhere.
2: What the hell is this growing seed BS? Yeah. Aren't aren't every single college kid that's 17, 18 years old that walks on a college campus to play a sport technically a growing seed? That is correct. And that's why you talk about Bo Ryan and Greg Gard getting the most out of the players that they recruit, or Paul Crist and his
1: staff getting the most out of the players that they recruit. And you never hear John Calipari getting the most out of the players he recruits. He just gets them to the NBA after one year so he can have... Class after class after class. Now, honestly, I'm not believing this story. Well, not, Hayes said it himself. Yeah, I know. Not believing it. Oh, that, he's like, oh, you see this kid over here? Right. He's going to be good. That's the first lie. <laughs> One of the top recruits in the, na- in the nation.
2: You're talking about him signing in 2016 when he was like 16. Right. He signed when he was like a sophomore in high school.
1: Yeah, he he verbally committed to Wisconsin in 2017. And then in like right before he signed with Wisconsin, he said, eh, I don't know. But he decommitted before Nigel Hayes told him not to come.
0: Well, here's the thing. So
1: whatever is spewing out of Nigel Hayes' mouth, I can't believe it right now. Quote This, from Nigel Hayes, quote, this is going to make some people
0: mad. I was one of the ones who advised him not to go to Wisconsin with the talent he has.
1: But look at, like, his next quote. The only people who are mad
0: are Are the the ones ones who who are are selfish.
1: selfish. So he had already made the decision to decommit. And he just, and for whatever reason, Nigel Hayes is now jumping in and saying, yeah, I'm the reason? Like One of the reasons. No, he's making it seem like he is the reason. Like, those two sentences lead me to believe you're making this story up. Well, just, I mean, this is words just, right from Hayes. I don't know. Great. I can say it, too. Guess what? You know why <laughs> Melvin upset. Gordon yes, I love flipped from Iowa to Wisconsin? Cause I it, told him to. That a boy, RJ. I, I saw, I was watching this game, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Everybody's talking about this jazz Peavy guy. <laughs> Who's this running back?
0: By the way, Jazz Peavy caught it in the end zone against Northwestern. Sure
1: did. And I got Melvin Gordon to come to Wisconsin. There. So I said that. That makes it true. Okay.
0: Well, I'm going to take Nigel words, not Nigel words, Nigel Hayes's words at face value here and believe that he was one of the reasons why. That may he and, can absolutely say that and but. look at and look at this as a, a thing of how many teammates do you know that actively advocated for a commit not to come to the school they were playing for at the time. Zero. That right there Unless is you insanity.
1: Absolutely hate your coach, the school itself, or like you got worse and you're blaming everybody else on everybody else.
0: This is um this is pretty wild, man. Nigel Hayes is what the number 3 score of all time in Wisconsin history? Yeah. And But Nigel Hayes found him first. Nigel Hayes was given um you know, Nigel Hayes was pretty damn good for the Wisconsin Badgers. Obviously, he was number three player in the scoring's all-time scoring list, right? And did a lot of things, a lot of great things for Wisconsin.
2: And well, there's a faction of Wisconsin basketball fans that do not like Nigel Hayes, well, and that yeah, faction that. might have just got a little bit bigger with this interview,
0: no doubt. And there's also there's a faction that doesn't like you know care for Tyler Hero, but now the, I think these two factions are going to join together and create a super faction to be like, yo. What the hell's going on here? I understand, like trying to advise a player and and help him along in his growth, because you're a you're a college player in Nigel Hayes, and you're looking at a high school kid who obviously is not in college, doesn't know the ins and outs, and Hayes is trying to give him some advice. But as you're playing for the program that recruited you, gave you a scholarship and have you eventually become the number 3 all-time scorer. Really gave you your only chance in D1. You're actively rooting and undermining them and going against them. And the
1: coaching staff that went and got you. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say he's not going to be welcome back for a lot of reunions.
0: This is pretty crazy. I want to talk more about this. All right, so talking a little Nigel Hayes and Tyler Hero here. Um, Nigel Hayes is a very polarizing figure in Wisconsin sports. At the end of the day, what he did on the court was... It was good. I mean, he was, he's Wisconsin's third all-time, uh, sc- third on the all-time scoring list for the Wisconsin Badgers. There is a, a player, though, Tyler Hero, that we saw make an incredible run with the Heat uh, to the NBA Finals. Tyler Hero was putting up and matching things that only like NBA greats had ever done as a rookie in the NBA playoffs. And now more information coming out in a, uh, in a big piece written by Brian Rindhorst. Usually Windhorse is too busy riding LeBron's jock that he doesn't have time for anyone else. But since Brian Winhorse, I guess, found a little time more time, he, he can't stalk LeBron James relentlessly like he has done in the past because of COVID-19. It actually freed up some time for him. And, Rowdy, you made a good point. There's no Brian Windhorse if there's no LeBron James, correct?
2: Yeah, he basically put all of his chips in the middle of the table saying, this kid's going to be a star when LeBron James was like, what? 12, 14 years old?
1: Yeah. Yeah, like a freshman. Yeah. Brian
0: Windhorst is like, I better put down these, uh, this donut in my hand that I keep pounding down and focus on LeBron James.
2: Him. You think he's still going? Do you guys ever remember seeing the, was it segment on SportsCenter or some ESPN show where he fell asleep on camera? Yes. Yeah. I
1: did see that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. They're...
0: Brian Windhorst is, well. I and... consider him a leech, but he's made a good career off of being a leech.
1: He's gotten every decision wrong since the decision. you think LeBron just trolls with him? Just messes with him? Apparently. Like hey Brian, I know you've been
2: stalking me my entire maybe, life. Maybe that's why LeBron fears for his life. It's cuz Windhorse has been stalking him his whole life. That
0: might be it. Uh LeBron's just got to I mean in a in a in a leg race, I got LeBron in a in a landslide. Oh yeah. He's got to run away from Brian Windhorse. <laughs> Windhorse will take two steps and probably croak. But Brian Windhorse did find some time to talk about the journey of Tyler Hero.
1: Well, I think now with ESPN, they have him staying in Miami because he was wrong on LeBron going leaving. He said LeBron was staying in Miami. Yep. And then when LeBron went to Cleveland, he said LeBron was staying in Cleveland. So when you get that kind of stuff wrong... Especially when you were like his stalker. Yeah, probably means you lost your contacts within LeBron's inner circle. So you're not the LeBron guy anymore. He's now, like, the Miami Heat guy. I feel like LeBron just has one guy, a hanger-on in LeBron's
0: camp that, like, hey, Jimmy, come here. Just go tell Windhorst some bullcrap. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay, yeah. you got, you LeBron's got it, LeBron. retiring. Can, can
0: I have my $1,000 doing that? And I was like, yeah, here you go. Here you go. Here's some yen. You can just, uh, you know, convert it. Uh, so then LeBron James, Brian Windhorst, yes. There's a little more time now because of COVID-19. So Windhorst wrote a feature piece on Tyler Hero's journey from growing up in Wisconsin to the biggest stage in basketball. So with that piece, Windhorse did cover the story of how Wisconsin, the Wisconsin native Tyler Hero ended up at Kentucky. So we all remember Tyler Hero decommitting from Wisconsin. He had the pictures. He was on the court with the uniform, the, the Badger uniform. He had the ball in his hands. He even tweeted it out. I remember seeing it like yeah. vividly. I was like, I'm so stoked for Tyler Hero, hometown kid. To come play for the Badgers. Well, we saw Tyler Hero then decommit, and then Calipari threw his hat in the ring, and he went to Kentucky. Oh. Kentucky.
1: I thought Kentucky threw their hat, no, in, hat the in the ring, ring then, and then he decommitted.
0: Yes, that is correct. So Tyler Hero then took a lot of flack online, obviously, and in um, person. And in person, which here's the thing don't tweet at kids that are in high school about where they can and cannot go. It's Especially like anyone over the age of 18 who's chirping
1: kids. Online Especially when I see like well, forty even, and 50 year olds like that's a bad luck even when they're they like post their uh videos and been like Here are my game highlights so far this year and you see like people be like dude you're gonna look so good in red and white this is good I'm like dude just no. You,
0: it's a little weird that no. you're tweeting at like teenagers right is what I'm trying to get at yeah. I guess
1: I mean it's creepy you you can click like on something or retweet it Save don't, that save that for the politicians in California, okay? Tweet Everyone else at don't the kids.
0: Exactly. So in this journey from Tyler Hero, who then decommitted and went to Kentucky, and let, let's be honest, the story of Tyler Hero is 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 working out pretty well for the kid. Yeah. He was just in the NBA finals and he's balling. Well
1: and he's got a smoking I, hot IG model of a girlfriend. I'm really wondering because he keeps saying I have this chip on my shoulder because everybody said I was gonna fail at Kentucky and in the NBA. I want to... Nobody said he was going to fail at Kentucky. They just said, you're going in there with all these other four and five star guys, and you might get lost in the shuffle. That's it. They didn't say you were going to fail. Okay. So, Tyler Hero, obviously very good.
0: He's he's an incredible talent. If... And his decision to go to Kentucky obviously worked and, and, and paid off for him. Yeah. He's doing very well for himself and he's killing it in the NBA. If Tyler Hero went to Wisconsin, do we honestly think that he would be in the position he's in now? You
1: with the kind of talent he has, I'm gonna say I no. think he would have gotten more minutes over
0: a few people. I don't think and, he's drafted as where he's drafted, and I don't think he's on the Heat,
1: and I don't think he's in the finals if he's on the. Yeah, but he's still going to be the same player he was. It's not like Kalapari changed his game and made him that much better of a player. Kalapari so would give—I
0: I am fine in saying this, that I don't think Tyler Hero would have, be getting a lot of minutes as a freshman for the Badgers. I think he would be down on the bench.
2: No. I think he'd be playing. He'd he'd be
0: would, he would be, he, I didn't say he wouldn't be playing. I said he'd be have limited minutes. No, he'd be. I, I like, think he'd
2: be playing legit minutes. He'd be like a Devin so. Harris. I don't where you I don't get see it.
1: a starter right away because in practice you show. Do you think he'd be a he starter? also you play. You be a starter for the Badgers. That's the one thing you As need in Wisconsin. Yes, I do. I don't well, look, I don't look think at so.
2: look at the players that would have been in front of him. Brad Davison had a bad shoulder. I went to play. And yeah, he would have had surgery. See we wouldn't have and seen then him that year. Brevin Brevin Pritzel was so inconsistent for most of his career until the last year. I
0: don't see him getting starting roles as a freshman. I just don't see it. He plays enough defense
1: that he would have been the starter his freshman year.
0: I mean you guys can think that and I can think that and it's fine. At the end of the day, nothing's ever gonna change. I personally don't see it. I see him getting minutes but not being a starter. I just I just don't see
1: it. You're wrong, kind of Sanders. Well, I could say you guys are wrong. <laughs> no one,
0: at the end of the day, no one will ever know. You're kind Sanders. And I think, I think he, if Bob he went right. to
2: Wisconsin, he would have played, but at the same time, he probably wouldn't have gotten drafted as high exactly. because of yeah. because of the Wisconsin perception, not mm-hmm. because of his his true ability.
1: Yeah. So and if that he would have landed with the Bucks, Cause, cause <laughs> and Giannis would have gotten his, hey, shooter. then he would have got the ring probably. <laughs> That's a, this yeah. is what happened.
0: Yep. He screwed us over. <laughs> he did. Actually, here's what I was getting at with the story. Nigel Hayes screwed us over. Mm-hmm. So in this feature from Brian Winhorse and the journey of Tyler Hero, he sat down with Nigel Hayes. Brian Winhorse did. And Nigel Hayes, who, you know, 2013 to 2017, part of two Final Four runs with the Badgers, third all-time scoring list, Nigel Hayes said in this feature piece, quote, This is going to make some people mad. I was one of the ones who advised him not to go to Wisconsin with the talent he has. Nigel Hayes proclaims that he is one of the reasons why Tyler Hero decommitted from Wisconsin, and Nigel Hayes did this all while playing for Wisconsin. How do you sit there and undermine the program, the coaches, the staff, and the players who all went out and recruited you and gave you a chance to flourish and then go and sit there to tell a kid who the same people that recruited you are now recruiting Tyler Hero not to come to Wisconsin. You're undermining
1: your own program. How does that work? Yeah, I don't I don't understand it at all. Um, maybe it has to deal with the, the falling out he might have had with the fans due to some drop-off in his perceived drop-off in his game from the time he was a freshman to his senior year, and he was bitter about that? I don't know. But also, the timeline doesn't really add up. Um, You know, during Tyler Hero's junior year, that was Nigel Hayes' senior year. Um, And when when Tyler Hero decommitted... After getting the offer from Kentucky, um, Nigel Hayes would have been gone already. Well, he um, meant he meant he was mentoring him, according to Hayes.
0: Okay. Um, great. Also, Hayes. Let's see here. Winhorse notes that Hayes stood by Tyler Hero after his decommit, saying Hayes mentored Hero through those challenges, making a statement by showing up at Hero's senior night in full Badgers gear to show support. Interesting. So I was on Nebraska radio yesterday, and uh, just hyping up the Badgers. Uh, Graham Mertz, you know, you got these, you know, Danny Davis, Kendrick Pryor, ready to step up and uh, take that mantle that Quintez Cephas left. We'll see what happens. You know, Nakia Watson, Isaiah Garendo, Garrett Groshak, Jalen Berger, these guys ready to be, you know, replacing the production that Jonathan Taylor left, which is going to be hard to do, Rowdy. Because in three years, what was Jonathan Taylor in college football?
2: Statistically, the best running back in college football history. Yeah, that's, that's so. Those are enormous shoes to, shoes to fill. fill.
0: Big shoes to fill. So I was on Nebraska radio, and they were asking me those questions. They're like, you know, what's what's the state of the Badgers like? I was like, well, you know, Badgers always re they reload. They don't rebuild. So you know, we're excited about that. The opportunity to see what. Um, the opportunity. I sound like Paul Chris now. The opportunity to see what these running backs can do and what these wide receivers can do, and then they were talking about Graham Mertz. What's Graham Mertz all about? And then we kind of just even the, the Nebraska guys were making fun of Nebraska football because we were just had news of the weird talking about the your, the, yeah, the that's black a tough shirts. scene.
2: That's a tough scene for Nebraska radio if they're making fun of Nebraska football because outside of Nebraska football, they don't have much.
0: They, they really have nothing. It's uh, unless you really. I don't know how riveting talk radio could get about corn outside of that i don't know what the big uh draw is to nebraska you have football college football and you have corn and what else is there anything else that's really danny woodhead danny woodhead there you go <laughs> um uh, i think that's about it i just i'm struggling to think of i think, I think
2: they cheer for the cubs in yeah, nebraska I think there are cubs
0: fans there because last time I was on in Nebraska, I was ripping on Cubs fans, and they're like, well, actually, we're the flagship of the, of the Chicago Cubs in Nebraska. And I'm like, well, I stand by every word I said. I, I'm not going to They're, they're kind of like Iowa.
2: They, they have a bunch of different random teams that they cheer for just because they, they don't really have a team.
0: Yeah, they basically – what their life is is Nebraska Cornhusker football. And they were very vocal when the Big Ten season first shut down. They were very vocal – on playing anywhere. They even said they'd go outside of the Big Ten and play, and you know that pissed off a lot of people. Well, how about this? The Big Ten now has decided that there will be no fans in the stands for the Big Ten conference itself. Um, obviously, as Packer fans, the games we've watched so far, there's been no fans in the stands for the green and gold. And there's been the piped-in crowd noise. And then for Major League Baseball, they've had piped-in crowd noise. Nelly, your stance on piped-in crowd noise would
2: be, I think it's dumb. Nelson, just, thinks it's dumb. Just because, one, they can't hear it, or most of the time they're not hearing it because it's a, a sound effect on the TV.
0: Well, remember Matt Lafleur saying after the U.S. Bank Stadium against the Vikings, he's like, "We didn't even. We had to go back to make sure that we we're doing it correctly because we couldn't even really hear it."
2: Yeah, and then you got the, the NFL teams that are now pumping it in. Yes, but you have you have so many fans in the stands in college football. Like when you when you watch those games, we talked about it earlier this week. I haven't watched a ton of college football games, but there have been a decent amount of fans in the stands at all these college football games, yet there really isn't at NFL games. Yeah. There's only very few teams that are letting fans in. So the Titans had fans last night? It the sound effects just don't sound right because it's not
0: It's well, it's not it's not it's fake.
2: Yeah, and they're not they're not always like right on target with how how people would actually react yeah, there's to the a certain del- play. There's a little more delay. Like we had the the example during baseball season when Major League Baseball was piping in the crowd noise and someone hit like a a towering pop up to the infield and it was like people were getting loud, like it was like a deep fly ball yeah. where it might be a home run. It was a routine pop out to third base. Like it didn't even sound right. It's like what? Am, what are you listening to? Yeah,
0: there's. Um, I was reading a very interesting article about it in Major League Baseball and the NFL. Is there's essentially a conductor, but instead of a his conductors, I don't know what they're called. Oh, wow. there's probably some fancy name to it. I don't know what it is. I'll call it the conductor wand. It's like Harry Potter out there. I have no idea what it's called. I'm sure it's some weird. Co- Strange name. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, I know. Trust me, Rowdy. You don't strike me as a guy who's listening to Beethoven. So there's whatever the conductor is with his little wand. Instead of a wand, there's a person sitting up where...
2: Yeah, I'm not a Beethoven guy. I prefer Mozart.
0: (laughs) You don't strike me sitting around listening to Mozart either. (laughs) But there's a a guy, there's a person, guy or a girl, I don't know what it is. Non-binary, I have no idea. But there is a person sitting there up in you know, like a press box with an iPad. And this person on this iPad is controlling they have all these buttons of, you know, cheer, cheer loud, cheer louder, boo, you know, ambient noise. There's a person that's like conducting a symphony up there. Here you go, Rowdy. Here's a little here's a little Beethoven for you. There's a conductor up there Piping in the noise. It's just and it's there's always a more of a delay, you know? It just doesn't sound right. doesn't sound good. You know what I'm saying? This is Moonlight Sonata. This is just a piano piece. Maybe I should get you a full symphony uh, here, Rowdy. Let's see here. What do you think? Like uh, Beethoven's, what do you want? Yeah, hey, I uh, feel
2: like I should almost apply to be... His fifth symphony in C minor?
0: <laughs> Everyone knows this one. Everyone he knows,
2: knows this one.
0: So, yeah, essentially instead of a, a wand, you have uh, an iPad up there.
2: I think I should apply for this position. Maybe with the Packers. We're having Heilprint on later today. Are we? We are nine nine twenty. He knows all about my skill with volume on iPads. I think I have. I think I have an inside track for this job. Well, just we, know it's going to be loud in Lambo, baby.
0: If we want to go off your prowess, though, of uh, on a fader, didn't you screw it all up to begin with? And Heilprint got really red in the face and yelled at you.
2: Yeah, he got all pissed off because because um, you didn't was, conduct pro- properly. That was the uh, well. It turns out the the handheld uh, changer where you turn the volume yeah. was broken.
0: Oh. So it wasn't necessarily your fault. Yeah. You, you but could make I, you have to, you have to check the equipment before But, but you if you
2: remember, it. I didn't get there on time because it was Chicago, Chicago traffic. traffic and he was already there.
0: And you finagled your way into getting free parking in Chicago, which is And made
2: of. really good time down to Chicago to even be there on time. But yeah. I, uh, How did you get free parking downtown Chicago? By the way, I know people. What kind of silver tongue do you have? <laughs> but it was funny because Paul Chris was like, "I got there." Paul Chris was out on his little conference, right? Uh-huh. And every it's just filled with reporters and journalists and blah blah blah. And of course, the thing's not working. The handheld rig is not working. <laughs> so I'm just seeing the levels just completely in red. And I know it's loud. So that's why it's gonna and be loud at Lambo. Finally, I was messing around on the actual iPad itself to change the volume on the iPad because <laughs> that was not as easy as you would think right away. Yeah. I finally got it turned down just in time for the Indiana coach to speak. So Indiana volume was perfect. Paul Christ, unusable.
0: And how much how much of the audio clips did Halpern use of the Indiana's of Indiana's head coach? Probably not any. Probably none. <laughs> Hey, but you did find almost found some love in some. Who is that intern from Iowa with the yellow dress?
2: Yeah, there were a couple that day. Well, did you get her name? Unfortunately, nope. was, was that one of the fish that got away? One that got away. Damn it! But yeah, that was pretty funny. Just know if I had that job though, it would be a hundred percent loud in those stadiums. It would just be blaring noise the whole time. So
0: you'd be, you'd be the conductor of Lambo, with your little iPad, and it would just be.
2: It'd be like your hard rock scream music. Just, Just blaring the whole time.
0: I think what you're trying to say, the words we're looking for is right there, if Rowdy was in charge.
2: Turn it on and rip the knob off.
0: Right? All right, the reason why I bring up the crowd noise. Oh, sorry, Beethoven. You're going to have to sit this one out now, dog. We're going to call in Scott Frost, who also does not strike me as a Beethoven guy. you seen that movie? Beethoven, guy. Beethoven with the big dog? Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. I've seen that one.
0: I've even seen the second one. Don't, I've seen a
2: bunch of them. Don't suggest it. I, I think know. there's a ton. Yeah, when They're I was like air buds.
0: When I was a wee little lad, I did see Beethoven running around slobbering everywhere. All right, so Scott Frost, he had this to say about piped-in crowd noise. Now, in the Big Ten, you couldn't pipe in crowd noise, but now that there's going to be no fans in the stands, the Big Ten is looking at ways to try and you know get a little excitement, get a little panache, if you will, in the stands. So the Big Ten is going to – create a unique environment by having piped in crowd noise. Scott Frost had this to say about it.
3: Last I heard, they're going to allow us to pump uh, artificial crowd noise into the stadium. Um, I didn't vote on that. I think it's annoying to have fake crowd noise in your ear all the time. I hope it's regulated and monitored so people don't have – Speakers right behind the visiting bench, and I hope it's uh, hope it's conducive to at least being able to think. If we're going to pretend like there's fans in the stands and have fake noise, then I uh, hope we're actually
0: able to function. So there you right. go. Scott Frost, not a fan, and does not want to have the piped and crowd noise. And from hearing stories from former Wisconsin Badger players and RJ, who was a manager with the team for five years, there's always been speakers behind visiting opponents. Benches. I, mean, I think RJ said in Iowa they had speakers right by their bench, just blaring. So, Rowdy, you and Scott Frost, both national champions in your own mind. I'm sure you're a national champion some way or another, and both don't like the piped in crowd noise. Scott Frost says no. And it's just not something that's needed. I don't think it's really needed either. Um, I don't really get down with the piped-in crowd noise. I don't. I don't even hear it though when I'm watching like an NFL game. Do you even hear it? To yeah, me, it you do it at so, times. It sounds
2: so phony. The the one that really sticks out in my mind was week one when it was Tampa Bay versus the New Orleans Saints, and that was when the Saints were just beating them down. And at the very end of the game, the Kamara touchdown was called back because he had stepped out. Yeah, like half a yard short of the end zone. <laughs> And then they had the fake fans booing. Booing. That's the only time it's really stood out, but it's not really needed. You're not really listening for it. I don't don't know. It just. I don't,
0: I don't care for, I don't need it. I don't care for it.
2: So let me ask you if you, why not, why not let a quarter of the fans in the stadium and then we can hear their cheering.
0: Oh, God forbid you let a quarter of the fans in Rowdy. God forbid. No, no, no. So they say teams will attempt to create some sort of home field advantage without fans in the stadiums this year. Oh, my God. And there's this. Think of this. This is, this is right here is the height of hypocrisy, the height of just dumbassness. So when I was on Nebraska radio yesterday, check this out. This isn't. You're going to laugh, and you're going to roll your eyes, and you're going to get mad because it's so asinine. Nebraska, in the Big Ten, right? In the Big Ten, the Big Ten said you can't have fans in the stands. No fans are allowed in the stands. They're not even having family members now. Just select you know, staff, players, and select media members and like, essential employees that need to be in the stadium to make sure things run smoothly. That's it. No fans across all of Big Ten. Here's what they're doing in Nebraska. Since the Big Ten controls who's in the stands or not, Nebraska, they told me yesterday in, in, on Nebraska Radio, that they have say over other functions you know, in, on campus, obviously, because it's their campus. They Check this out. Nebraska is going to have a watch party for Nebraska football games. You are allowed to go into their basketball stadium. Fans are allowed into the basketball stadium to watch Nebraska football on the big screen, but they're not allowed into the outdoor football stadium. Instead, they are going indoors in their basketball arena to watch Nebraska football games. Nelson, is that not – that's not Nebraska say who can – or the university say who can go into the stadiums. That's the Big Ten's call. But Nebraska is allowing fans into their basketball stadium to have a watch party while no one can go into the stands, according to the Big Ten, that is outdoors and
2: bigger. That's – who was it? it was, was it an SEC school? What? I think it was – what? Was it South Carolina? What? It was an SEC school. I want to say it was South Carolina. The Gamecocks? I uh, I don't remember who it was. It was either an SEC or an ACC school, and they did the exact same thing. So fans were not allowed, obviously, into the stadium, but they were in like the big area before you walk in the stadium <laughs> with a big screen all packed in there just like you would be in a stadium.
0: Let's stop the madness. Yeah, I, I wish
2: I could remember what school that was. Was it
0: the Atlanta Braves that were doing that too? Who, what what team was it in the Major League Baseball playoffs that they didn't? I think
2: it was Atlanta. I think that's my would have been. I think you're what thinking of the Braves. Of, it's the Braves. They let everyone into like that that Out, open yes. outdoor area where they had huge, you know, screens, and then these people were watching the playoffs games because obviously no fans were in the stands for the first two rounds of the playoffs.
0: Think of this. Yeah, for the Atlanta Braves. No one allowed in, obviously, to watch Major League Baseball. <laughs> but playoffs. the
2: Braves could be playing literally hundreds of yards away from you.
0: All that was separating them was a brick wall. And yet you had hundreds of fans on the outside of the stadium celebrating and now, watching the Braves. Fast
2: forward to the NLCS. People are in the stands now.
0: Explain it to me.
2: Hindsight 2020. Could there have not have been the same amount of people in the stands now as there were when they opened it back in May? Yes.
0: Here we go. How about this for Nebraska? Our guy, Jandy, what's up, brother? He says Nebraska should live feed the sound from the watch party to the stadium speakers when in the football stadium. That'd be, a,
2: that'd be a better solution than just fake, fake pumped noise. in I think that's crowd a great noise. idea,
0: Jandy. Well done, brother. Well done. All right, coming up, um, I want to go local here. Like, local, local, local. Obviously, we talk a lot of Wisconsin sports. But I'm talking – I saw a story here. I'm from Dodgeville originally. I went to high school in in Dodgeville. I grew up in Dodgeville. And one of our rivals and someone that was close to us, and I have a lot of friends there, is uh, the town of Mineral Point. Pointers out there, I would love to hear from you. Is there there anyone that's, you know, associated with the athletic department or a parent or somebody? I would love to hear – from pointers out there, because I saw on the news yesterday that Mineral Point, the students and other people, were very upset about what happened. Mineral Point has decided to go all virtual and cancel their sports. And last time I think, from everybody, yesterday there was no, there was no positive COVID-19 test in the, there was none in the school. There was nothing. Like every, they were doing everything right, and there was no. COVID-19, I'll break nothing. There was nothing. Yet they still decided to go virtual and cancel their sports. Uh, parents out there or if anyone's involved in the athletic department or wants to speak on it, you can be nameless if you want. I'm going to hit the break.
2: Or or just other high school parents or athletes that have been playing outside of Dane County. Yeah, that whether, too. I'd love to hear Whether from you. or not they've been having positive cases because you haven't really heard about it. But you know, there's other there's other towns that are outside of Dane County that have been playing football. Yes, the whole time, and I haven't heard about any outbreaks on any teams.
0: Same, I would, and, and maybe some of it says I haven't actively went out and looked for it. But usually, it's thrown in my face constantly. I was going to wh- say
2: you'd you'd hear about it if some team had like everyone in the hospital.
0: Yeah, you'd it would be thrown in your face constantly. So, yeah, I'm, I'm right here. I saw it on Channel 3000. I just got the article. Mineral Point student-athletes express frustration after sports season suspended due to COVID-19. Uh, Iowa County is dealing with 11 COVID-19 outbreaks, including, okay, six in Mineral Point. Mineral Point superintendent uh, told News 3, uh, now that there have been four positive cases in the school district within the last four days, that they're going to virtual, and uh, voted to suspend regular season volleyball, cross-country, boys soccer, but they will allow postseason play, okay? Football will what? Football will also be suspended for the next two weeks. Uh, yesterday, student athletes at Mineral Point gathered to show that they are not happy with the school board's decision to suspend the season. Uh, student athletes said they have followed all of the precautions and have no positive cases within their sports teams.
2: So you can't play the regular season, but you can play the postseason. It doesn't make sense. That's why I want someone to
0: call in. They're asking well, the school board they- to not sus- so the they went out and said don't suspend our seasons. As they proclaim, no positive cases were within their sports teams.
2: So, if you don't play in the regular season, how are you supposed to play in the postseason? I don't. That's why don't you I, just I don't come know. out and say no playing in the regular season, and therefore there's going to be no postseason. That that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. These people are supposed to be intelligent that make these rules.
3: It is time for the greatest show in Wisconsin. It is time for Dis or Dat. And We're actually talking about a lot of greats going on today. Uh, First of all, we'll get to a sport that rarely gets talked to on this particular program, and we're talking about tennis. So, French Open just got done. Uh, Rafa, you know, Mr. Nadal, won the French Open pretty impressively over the last two weeks, never dropped a set. Since 2005, only three times that he didn't win it. And since then, it's 13 championships, a 102 record. Since 2005. Damn. Uh, by the way, that's his 20th Grand Slam time. Roger Federer. And I was going to ask you some silly question about whether or not we're in the golden age, or would Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi be the golden age, or or you know go back to the 60s when you have got you know Connor and and McEnroe and everybody else. No. Wrong. Wrong direction. All right.
0: Here. Good because tennis. You're not speaking my language. I don't speak fluent tennis. Okay. I do like Andrew, Andre Andre yeah. Agassi and his, his uh, wig though, and the, his meth habit.
3: Uh, played tennis in high school, another story, another time. Given the change in courts, what is more impressive? Seven out of eight years uh, that Pete Sampras won the championship on grass at Wimbledon, or what Nadal has done since 2005?
0: I'm going to go with what Nadal has done since 2005 just because of the advancements in technology of, you know, the racket and the court, the surface, and just of how sports science has gone in and finely tuned these already highly tuned machines. Rowdy?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Nadal as well, just because I think I saw a stat where he had only lost, like, two matches on clay, like, in his life.
3: Since 2005, he's 102. And since with those 13 championships – Four of those championships, he never dropped a set. That's insane. That is insane. And he went up against the number one this year, uh, Djokovic.
0: Um, is JT going to
3: have to Djokovic? And in the first set, beat him 6 nothing.
0: Djokovic six is a legend, months, too, sorry. right? Did you see that guy like COVID parties? Yeah.
3: <laughs> Well, he's up there too as well when it comes to championships. Uh, and he's you know, got a Federer's great name. got twenty. Uh, Federer's got twenty. Rafi uh, has uh, now twenty as well, um, and Djokovic has seventeen.
2: That's not so. I think Djokovic I- has been uh, thrown out of tournaments more than the other two. Oh yeah, did you see
0: him, <laughs> him throw? Essentially, hit that lady in the throat. It was hilarious. It-
3: it it was hilarious and, and and unfortunate too as well. He was rolling pretty well in that match <laughs> as well. So just, I just wasn't happy. Chuckle. <laughs> yeah. Um. Get throat punch. Anyways, by the way, uh, going back to the whole Andre Agassi thing. Andre Agassi thing. Uh, he is uh, by far one of my favorites, along with McEnroe. Same. I do have an Andre Agassi uh, tennis bag. Same. Uh, that when I played in high school. Does it come so. with
2: a
0: leg?
3: Uh, no, it does not.
2: The mullet It leg. just came with the meth habit. <laughs> <laughs> Turn
0: that into hey, the no, local authorities. meth habit alone. <laughs> He's got to right, get through the we'll day. Get... And I have two kids. All right, yes.
3: We'll, we'll, we'll get to... <laughs> yes, that's exactly how it goes. Uh, we'll get to uh, a sport you do know about and uh, a team that you know, is pretty much loved around here of talking about the Packers. Yeah. Um, so... The next four games I consider to be the toughest stretch for the Packers. You've got at Tampa, you have at Houston, you have Vikings at Lambeau, and then you're at San Francisco. In this four-game stretch, will they be three or one or better, or will this stretch see them be two or two or less? Ooh,
0: I think the Packers will be 3-1 and one or better. You look at the Buccaneers, that is a question mark for me because they're getting some of their weapons back against the Packers, but so are the Packers getting some weapons back. I, I don't buy into it being a trap game, as some suggest. No. The Texans, they stink. They are all fired up because they got their coach fired, and now they're going to come back down to earth a little bit. The Vikings come to Lambeau. They stink. And the Niners, oof, that's in California, and the Packers sucked royal ass in California last year. I could see them dropping one of the four. And it, but it Report. won't be to the Texans or the Vikings. Um I'll say I say they might drop to the uh I'm gonna go out on a limb and let me say the Niners. Even though the Niners are decimated with injury. Nelson?
2: I think the Packers also go three three and one in that stretch. I think they beat Tampa. You know, it's just coming off a bye. Obviously Tampa pay, Tampa played on Thursday night. But still, I like the Packers off the bye. Um, LaFleur is rolling with his offense. I think they get another win against the Texans, even though it's two straight row games. I like that because I feel like the Texans, now that they got rid of uh, O'Brien, they're going to be 100% all-in energy behind Romeo Cornell. They're going to see that they still truly suck and it's, they're not going to bring the same energy to, to that game. They get a win there. I think the trap game is Minnesota at home after two road games at with the 49ers looming on the road where you know you don't play very well in California. You know they had your number twice last year. I think they might overlook the Vikings. I think they go 3-1 and one and lose to the Vikings.
3: I can see them going 2-2. Two and two. Um, having a disappointing loss to either Houston or Vikings and, you know, again, San Francisco where they can't seem to get the monkey off their back. And yes, that's a uh, uh, an homage yeah. to San Francisco back in Hopefully the Hopefully
0: the fault lines that falls off the, uh, you know, just falls off into the ocean before then. Sorry, uh, sorry,
3: sorry, sorry, It's okay. Uh 3 and I think 3 and 1 would be would be fantastic 4 and 0 oh, obviously you know is what you would want to see in the second quarter quote unquote if we're talking McCarthyism um but you know 2 and 2 it, it, it just kind of screams to me 2 and 2 in this stretch to because I mean like what does everybody pick uh picking the uh the Packers be this year 10 and 6 11 and 5 I think this is where you know this is that kind of uh, campaign kind of gets sure. tripped up a little bit right here. I said 11 and five at the beginning of the year. I didn't think they were going to drop off too much. I didn't think they were going to get to 13. I feel you brother. So, all right, last one, this one's going to be a little bit different guys. Um, here we go. Final so question. This final question, uh, which has multiple questions to it. You'll understand here in a moment, this could be the last time Rogers and Brady face up. Obviously we're ta- you know, not talking about playoffs, uh, possibly this uh, yeah, this year or next year. There is the goat debate, and then there's the boat debate, the best of all time, sure. uh, which will never end, especially with more quarterbacks entering the NFL on a yearly basis, and it's all purely subjectable, uh, subject, you know. Yep, and exactly between Tom and Aaron, whose intangibles will you choose? All right, here we go. Starting with starting with Ebo, uh, the arm. Who's in, whose in? Who's would you rather? Tom's or Aaron's?
0: I would much rather have, when it comes to Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers' arms, I would rather have Aaron Rodgers' arm over Tom Brady's arm. Rowdy? Rowdy? Aaron Rodgers' arm or Tom Brady's arm? I think. Nope, sorry. Try I start.
2: think right now I would take Aaron Rodgers' arm and it wouldn't even be close, and I don't know if I would have ever taken Tom Brady's arm, <laughs> to be completely honest, okay. at any point in his career.
3: All right. Legs.
2: Legs? the legs. Does Tom, Aaron Rodgers. does Tom Brady shave his legs? <laughs>
3: we're not talking about shaving. We're talking about movability in the pocket. I feel and, like
0: Tom Brady's a guy who would know. shave his legs, though. I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers.
2: 100% Aaron Rodgers. But
0: I, I'm 100% sure that Tom it, Brady shaves his legs.
2: If we're questioning whether we should take Tom Brady's legs, I encourage people to go to YouTube and search Tom Brady 40-yard dash, because you'll see possibly one of the slowest 40-yard dashes you've ever witnessed.
0: Aaron Rodgers' legs. All right.
2: Uh, the smarts. I'm going to say pretty even on this one. Smarts? Man. I mean, Tom, Tom Brady's got
0: something in his head that makes him a habitual winner. But is that Bill Belichick? I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is very cerebral. Brady,
2: My oh, my answer, I think this is splitting hairs here. Gonna pick one. I guess I'll take Brady.
3: Okay. Uh, consistency.
2: Tom Brady. I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. He's got six rings. Tom Brady. I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. Okay.
3: Uh, Coachability. (laughs) Oh, wow.
0: (laughs) I had a feeling that you'd like that one, though, Ebo. Damn. Coachability? I'm going with Tom Brady.
2: I'm with with him there, Tom Brady.
0: Aaron Rodgers went out and got Mike McCarthy fired. Give me Tom Brady's coachability. Uh, Personality. Man. Aaron Rodgers has definitely gotten a little more different this year than last year. He went to like Machu Picchu. He's talking about like ancient aliens and finding Zen, which I, I'm also a fan of now. Personality, I feel like Tom Brady's like a... Tom Brady, I saw him making out with his kid. Month. That was weird. I'm going to give Tom... I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers' personality. Even though he's man, kind of that's a, a
2: shocker. I'm, I gonna mean, go.
0: I'm a family man, and that's crazy. Tom Brady's the ultimate family man. If,
2: ah, this is tar! Let's is let's, hard. let's be real. We're, I'm never going to hang out with either of okay, them. I would I'm nev- probably going to go with Tom Brady on this one. I
0: would never have a beer with Aaron Rodgers. I would have a shot of wheatgrass with Rodgers, but then Tom Brady would have a shot of like avocado ice cream. Damn it! No, you'd have a shot of
3: you'd you'd have a drink of whiskey with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, okay, so, I do.
0: Yeah. I've been pounding whiskey in twenty twenty, so I guess I'd go Aaron Rodgers. This is tough. By this the way,
3: tough. Screwball whiskey, really good butter whiskey. Yeah, it's fantastic. Good. Yeah, um, and last one, leadership.
2: I'm gonna go with Tom Brady. Tom Brady. You see the fire. You see some people. Are, are criticizing him for the fire screaming and getting in guys faces. I like that. I'd rather have someone like that in my face than the snarky behind your back yeah, the comments schneid, that are kind of like Yeah, 100% like they say it under their breath. Give we me, saw a lot of that a few years ago. Give me Tommy.
3: So if I got this right, uh both of you took Tom. Yes. So, yes. Okay. So if I if I add everything up, Ebo, you took 4 out of 7 for Rodgers. Yeah. And Brady,
0: you took four out of seven for Tom. So, wow. Well, I, Jason, I do own a pair of Uggs though, like Tom Brady does, or house shoes though. Does that give me any credit, like Tom Brady, who was once in? I would spokesman. take
2: Aaron Rodgers' shoes because I will never wear Uggs.
0: What if Aaron Rodgers <laughs> wears the finger the finger toes shoes? Okay. How about uh, you know Aaron <laughs> Rodgers or Tom Brady's uh,
3: or TB12's uh, you know a, a diet program?
0: See, I already eat like that anyways. So I guess <laughs> like I, I essentially already eat like that. So I, it doesn't matter to me.
3: Well, there you go, guys. There's Disordat <laughs> for the week. So until next week, which we'll have some. Uh, Who's got, got a hotter girlfriend her wife?
0: Tom Brady. Oh, I don't
3: know, man. I know um, that, Danica, come that, on. I can bro. be splitting
0: hairs, too. All right, yeah. All right, well, Jay, we appreciate it, brother. All right, guys. Have a great rest of your we week. Loved, we, we'll love this you or that. we love Disordat. We love Disordat. Cheers, guys. <laughs> See you, buddy. There he is, Jason, on Disordat. That. That's awesome. Sean, you didn't get to follow up Scott or Charlie that time, but you did follow up this or that. What's up, brother?
4: That's okay. I'm being positive today. <laughs>
0: Sean, we <laughs> had some listener-on-listener violence yesterday, or, well, yesterday with you, but earlier this morning we had some too. Dave from Inona calling a shot literally against everybody.
4: <laughs> and-, and the problem, the problem with that is, with me personally, I like Dave. And Dave, I think
0: Dave,
2: Dave, Dave also I think Dave's a good
0: cat. Dave was under the assumption that you were a chef at the Thirsty Goat, so he came after you and the Thirsty Goat. But I told him that, <laughs> I told him no, that wasn't the case.
2: I think he confused you for Chef Jeff?
0: Yeah.
4: Well, you know, if he was driving there, no wonder he didn't know where I worked. So. <laughs> so, Sean, what's on your mind
0: today, man? You're positive today. What's the change?
4: Well, I want to talk. I'm usually not the big, you know, Packers are going to crush, 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 crush. But I honestly can see a path of four and zero in the next four games, and it has to do with the opposing quarterback's arms. You're going against dead arm, no arm, confused arm, and who the hell is going to be the arm in the next four games? (laughs) So I think that right there gives us every positive we need, everything we need. And I'm usually, you know, just waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know. But I can, I can very, very clearly see a path of four and zero. And I need to say, you people on your show, your show needs to be—I don't know what the correct term is—nominated for a Marconi Award for the consistently the best bumper music. I don't know if that's a category. Well, thank you,
0: Sean. I play but all of the it music. Be. I play all of the music here. It should be. What, you guys, what, what was your? What do you have a request? By the way, this
4: like something I could play. Well, I always told you, I—I—I'm my music taste.
0: Yeah, you—you you scare—you're scare people away a little bit.
4: Yeah, exactly, I'm more of a... Although lately I've been getting a lot into Tom McDonald. I don't know if you're a big fan or if you know who he is. Michael McDonald? No, 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 <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I I love Listen to uh, Call Up Tom McDonald. I hate hip-hop. He's a, uh, I don't know, I guess a rapper for lack of a better term, but his stuff's really good, really offensive. Okay, well, okay. Really, really good. I hate hip-hop is probably the best term. What and, are, uh,
0: What's your thoughts on Primus?
4: Oh, I love Primus. I've been a Primus fan forever. Beautiful, because I had it queued up. One of the best Primus moments ever is I saw Primus open for Anthrax in 1991, 92-ish.
0: Bringing it, Uh, baby. Bringing it.
4: Les Claypool came on stage at the end of Anthrax dressed like a janitor and was sweeping up the stage. I love it, The Les Claypool rules. Oh, yeah, yeah. Les Claypool is the best freestyle bass player in the world should go look up. and I'm saying that yeah. as a former bass player you should go look so. up Victor Wooten
0: Baila Fleck oh, and the yeah. Flecktones Victor Wooten's the bassist for Baila Fleck and the Flecktones and he might be the best bassist ever Primus or uh, Les Cleveland right there with him though
4: absolutely and I'm actually a fan too so love it dude anyway I hope you guys have a wonderful day <laughs> I hope everybody stays sober and no. gives each other a social distance hug whatever the hell that means and let the new normal reign supreme. <laughs> see it, Sean. See you guys.
0: We welcome in our highly successful sports director. A guy that is just his prowess of Wisconsin sports knows no bow. everyone just bows before him as he walks around. I know I do. Zach Heilprin. I think the next time you bow will be the first time.
5: There it is, the first time ever, Nelson. You see that? Yeah. I usually I bow to no man except Zach. And as Wisconsin sports in the arena, knowledge. The man in the arena bowing. That's that's.
0: Well, the man in the arena. Inter- interesting. I am the man in the arena. Interesting. But is in the man on top of the mountain ever uh, bow? Even
2: if he did bow, he's still higher up.
0: <laughs> well, here's the thing: the man in the arena is still looking up at like Commodus the or the emperor that's in there, you know, ready to give him the thumbs up or thumbs down. Sure. And you're kind of like Joaquin Phoenix in this movie. Oh, really? At the end, I reign supreme. Okay. So you're going to kill me? Um, bear, to quote one of our listeners, bury you with facts and knowledge. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, so, um, I would never do that to you, Zach. You would, If anything, we would just pile up on Nelson. So, z- <laughs> Zach, we were talking earlier this morning before we get into uh, Wisconsin basketball and some football news, because do you know we're nine days away from Wisconsin did, taking on Illinois? I
5: did know that, yes.
0: That's wild. But before we get into that, and Wisconsin basketball having their first official practice today, uh, I finally f- came across this story. I don't know what took me so long. I guess it was out of a Brian Windhorst ESPN story talking about the rise of of uh, Tyler Hero. Yeah. And in the story, uh, Nigel Hayes is in it. And Nigel Hayes said, quote, this is going to make some people mad. I was one of those ones who advised him not to go to Wisconsin with the talent that he has. Um, obviously, everything worked out well for all parties involved. I mean, Tyler Hero is was just in the NBA finals, making himself some money. He's got an Instagram model as a girlfriend now. Wisconsin is winning the Big Ten. I just saw him get their rings, and they have awesome recruiting classes coming in. They're now tabbed as one of a Final Four contender. So all, everything seemed to be working out pretty well. But I remember at the time Tyler Hero having the Wisconsin jersey uh, and the shorts and the basketball. He's at the Kohl Center posing for the pictures, and then like a day later, he decommits. Um, my only problem with this is like, I know Nigel Hayes always uses a platform for good, which I love Nigel Hayes speaking out and using his platform for something to invoke positive change in the world. Oh yeah. But when it comes to him using this platform, Rowdy, I've said this for years, have I not?
2: Yeah. With yes. the Nigel, with the Nigel Hayes, yes. like the, the money for,
0: I have said this ever since it happened, correct?
2: From what I remember. Yeah.
5: Thank you. I kind of wish the camera was on me at this time.
2: Yeah, Zach's very confused of why I
0: would do that. Uh, I can go back and find For many. Me, from either of you, I yeah. can find many podcasts, many everything, and me have the exact same thing I just said. But the thing that I don't get is why Nigel Hayes uh, would go out and look at the people that recruited him and the same people that were recruiting Tyler Hero until then basically Nigel Hayes turned his back
5: I would assume it had something, on the program. I would assume it had something to do with the fact that he thinks he was as talented as Tyler Hero and he did not end up where Tyler Hero is
0: that's what it is you think
5: that would be my guess i mean um yeah here's the thing no one told nigel hayes to change his shot between his sophomore and junior year i mean what he was as a sophomore and obviously there was more attention on him as a junior but he uh he tried to take it upon himself to make him a, a himself a better nba player by ta- by changing his shot and it did not play out in his in his fat in his uh in his in Favorite? his way in his favor thank you uh And now he's overseas. I mean, that's just, he probably, he probably thinks that he should be in the NBA. And if he had gone somewhere else, if he'd gone someplace that would have, I guess, built him
2: up to be a better NBA player, he'd be in the NBA. Um, Someone should ask him that. Would you trade your time at Wisconsin for, say, a Kentucky? Of course he would. If it ended up
5: him being in the NBA?
2: Going to two straight Final
5: Fours. Nigel Hayes. You know, I think he enjoyed going to Final Fours. I think he you know all that type of stuff, but I think when he looks back on it, he probably wishes he could have gone somewhere that um in his mind, and I'm not saying it would have actually been the case like i yeah you know, I don't know if I'd Nigel love Hayes, to get the I don't answer know if Nigel him, right but I don't know if Nigel Hayes would have ended up in the nBA if he had gone to a different school i i I'm not necessarily well, me, I, I don't necessarily buy that he would I feel but like he's i think the, that I believe that he believes he would have like in his own mind, I believe he he could have gone somewhere he's else the and tweener
2: done that. that doesn't have a shot.
5: But he had a shot, but it wasn't what the NBA players liked because it, uh, it, it was not the normal shot that you see out of an NBA player. And so he spent all that time working on his shot to change it, and uh, his last two years at Wisconsin weren't very good.
0: So let me ask you, do you or, uh, think – I should
5: say his junior year at Wisconsin was not very good. And I, his, his Half of his senior year wasn't great. I
0: am under the strong impression that if Tyler Hero were to have came to Wisconsin, because he used Kentucky as a stepping stone of the NBA. That's what Kentucky is there for. You, you play your year of college basketball, you go to the NBA, get money. That's what John has always done. If Tyler Hero came to Wisconsin, I don't he, in my humble opinion, he would not have been a starter and he would have limited minutes. I know his talent would have got him more on the court, but I don't think he would have been a starting as as a freshman. Do you think he would have in the Wisconsin program? I think he's the talented enough guy. We're seeing it now. Like did he all of a sudden
5: he blew up his uh before in AAU. That's when he he all he came onto the scene and, and just broke it open. Um and that's why you know he decommitted cuz he thought he could get to a better place and Kentucky had that history. I don't think Nigel, Hay- Nigel Hayes does not have that much of a draw over Tyler Hero at least in my opinion. Now No, I agree with you. Now let's I'll be fair about it. He uh, Nigel Hayes did show up to some of his high school games wearing all Badger gear. Yeah. Um
0: He was at his final game uh, at high school for Tyler Hero with all Badger gear.
5: Right. So, I mean there there is there is that, but I don't think I think Tyler Hero was thinking about doing it anyways. And maybe Nigel Hayes gave him that extra push that he needed to do it, but Nigel Hayes did not decide whether Tyler Hero was coming to
3: Wisconsin, no. and or
0: not. I get it because I mean, you're a high school kid looking at someone you're going to go to a Wisconsin program. There's a guy playing Wisconsin ball who has you know a lot of eyes on him because he's a good piece. You want to hear his opinion on things, and you know, Nigel Hayes gave his opinion. Do you know how like
5: you don't think Tyler Hero would have started at the point where like midseason they could not hit a three-pointer for their life I don't, in 2018, season? Wasn't that also season? the
2: same season? Because I said this earlier, Brad Davison probably never would have played because that was his shoulder year, right? No. I was think, that the next year?
5: No, yeah. I this, think he had limited was, minutes. This was his rookie year. They, they missed the postseason the year before when all those guys got hurt. The 20, yeah. That was the 2018 season. I think he would just The 2018 have 2019 minutes. season was when Hero was at Kentucky. And that was the year that they started out on fire. Like they got up into the top 10, and they could not, Dimitri Trice couldn't miss from three. And like they were just crushing it. And then midway through the year, they could not hit a shot for their life. And we saw them lose to Oregon in the first round out there. Tyler Oof. Hero would have
2: played. Why'd you bring that game no, up? No, I know. You brought it
5: up.
0: I said many times he would play. It would just be limited minutes.
5: It would not have been limited minutes in the second half I'd, of that season. I think it would have. Well, that's to each his own, but he that wouldn't have been the case.
0: Yeah, and it all worked out for <laughs> every all parties involved. It you're, worked out.
5: You're open to your opinion, but he would have played in that. And season.
0: you are also open to your opinion as well
5: in that second half where they couldn't hit a shot. Thank
0: Thanks for allowing me to open with my opinion. Well, no, that. you you have not right to your opinion. It's just wrong. I know. No, it's not.
2: It's three to one in this camp.
0: I don't. Well, here's the thing: I control what happens on this show. Well, so at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter, and we all have our own opinions. Let's move would forward. You, would then you, he would have played. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How many? Yeah, it, did I not say it, he wouldn't have played? I said he would have limited minutes.
5: Well.
2: Okay. And, and I so, think we wait, we are all three. It was me, you, and R.J. We're all in the camp. He would have played significant time.
5: And not maybe not early. Maybe not early on. Right away. You might be right in that. But when they were struggling offensively, they were. Horrible
2: offensively in
5: the second half of that season.
0: Yeah, maybe at the end of the season you'd see him getting significant minutes, but right away you're not seeing a, a freshman. That wasn't right your argument. That wasn't your argument, though. Limited minutes, I said. You said limited minutes. I'm yeah. saying limited. Anyways, we're moving on. It doesn't it doesn't matter because it all worked out for parties involved. Three one. Continuing hanging out with our sports director Zach Heilprin. All right, Zach, with uh, Wisconsin getting their rings, their Big Ten title rings. Was that Monday they get them? I believe so. Yeah. First official practices. Today? It is, yep. And we'll get to talk
5: with Greg Gard and Major Trice and Brad Davis.
0: When you look at this Wisconsin Badger basketball team, they're getting uh, a lot of love, either inside the top 10 or just outside, according to uh, look at the Wisconsin Badger basketball Twitter account. And they're uh, doing all the previews. I've seen anywhere from like the highest was nine, I want to say. And I saw some 12 floating around out there. Then they are a, a Big Ten, according to Andy Katz, a Big Ten, I'm sorry, a Final Four contender. Do you buy, and also was Iowa and Illinois, along with Wisconsin out of the Big Ten, do you buy that Wisconsin, with everything they're returning, because what, they're just losing Brevin Pritzel and That's it. a guy who scored two points in the final game of the season, I, even, I forget his name. Ballard. Michael Ballard. Michael ba- yes. So they're losing Brevin Pritzel, no offense to Michael Ballard. But do you buy, with the returning pieces and the incoming class coming in, who will probably be playing on limited minutes, do you think that the Badgers are going to be final four contenders or let's start easy contending for four or better in the big 10 or winning the big 10.
5: Oh yeah. They're going to be in contention for the big 10. There's no doubt about that, but I'm anxious to see how they are able to maintain what they did at the end of last season. I mean, which be, is tough before the eight game stretch, they, they weren't playing great basketball. Um, and you're just wondering if they're able to keep that momentum because we've seen the last two year, the last two seasons, the beginning of 2018, 2019, they could not miss from three. Demetrick Trice is shooting like over fifty percent, like close to six <laughs> I felt like the through the first month it was like close to sixty percent from three. And then they couldn't hit a shot for their life in the second half of the season when Tyler Hero would have probably gotten extended minutes. Then in the, the 2019 2019-2020 season, it was the opposite. They couldn't hit a shot early last year, and then they caught fire towards the end of last season. So which badgers are we going to get? Are we gonna get a consistent season throughout the entire year from them shooting? If they do then yeah i think they're in they are definitely a final four contender there's the the talent that they have and the experience that they have is greater than anybody else and they have a huge advantage of having all that experience back with no offseason for anybody else like nobody else got to be together as much as they have
2: i don't know i feel like if you're a wisconsin basketball fan and you have final four aspirations got to pump the brakes a little bit just because when was the last basketball team outside of this year's team that we were like okay final four aspirations
5: 2014 2015
2: and that team to me just seems so much better than the team that we watched because obviously we watched the first half of the season where they're like a 500 team and then they got hot down the stretch well like you said it was two different seasons when Micah Potter came back the Badgers were what was like 15 and when Micah Potter
0: was finally allowed to play the Badgers just rattled off win after win after win and I don't know—is that something that I guess you just alluded to? It, it would be hard to kind of redo and keep up this coming year. Yeah,
5: I don't know how you—I don't know how you grab that momentum from March and push it into November. That's gonna, that, how long of a stretch that is that you haven't played a game. Well, how big of a threat is Iowa, and Illinois? Iowa gets everybody back, including Even Garza, including Luke Garza, Luca Garza, who is the Big Ten Player of the Year. And I still in don't the, get it, why he came back. Well, because he's—he was going to be. A late second round pick, if not going undrafted, he's not an NBA type player. There's, I mean, that's that's why he came back. He's not. Um, so he's he's obviously a huge piece, and now and they get obviously Jordan Bohannon back after missing last year. They have a they they return just a ton of guys too, and then Illinois returns uh, the freshman of the year last year in in the big guy whose name is now uh, oh, uh, not, it's
0: not Cockburn.
5: Yeah, it is. Kofi Cockburn's back. Oh, he changed it again. I thought it was
0: pronounced differently. I thought it was Coburn sure whatever i like saying cockburn uh,
5: i know you do uh and i think georgie uh, vishisavili
0: oh that yeah 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 and, N-
5: nailed it yeah and so he's like just a
2: guy you hate right i can't peg it why you just hate him you I don't, don't like, know how i just do not like the name is it cuz you don't know how to spell or say his name no it's just like he always seemed to like whenever he touched the ball it was like you wanted him to be called for a foul down low he never got the foul or whenever he had it offensively he found a way to score and you're like i just hate that guy
5: yeah they bring back um, Pretty much everybody from last, a lot of guys from last year as well, and so I that <laughs> those two teams are going to be that's tough to spell. Those two teams are going to be uh, huge challenges, and you never want to obviously rule out Michigan State. They get Joey Hauser uh, into their lineup as well. So, <laughs> oh yeah, the, yep, yep, yeah yeah. I mean those yep. those are the top four, but I think that the Big Ten itself is going is going to be pretty stacked throughout. So
0: B e z h a n i s h v i l
2: i. Yeah, Ben, so,
0: how, how do you say it again? Georgie. <laughs> yeah, we'll go, with Georgie.
2: <laughs> Come here, Georgie. We so, all right. float down here, Benish Philly or right. something like that. Right.
5: So it all if you if you think the, the final the Badgers are Final Four contenders, then you believe what you saw at the end of uh, last season is is who they really are. And if not, you don't believe it. Then you think they're more of a mix between what you saw earlier in the season and and maybe the end of the season. No, November as good as they are.
0: November twenty fifth is when they're getting underway. Is is this? Have, have they come out to say what they're all doing? Like they're not traveling around the country, are they? Is it all like have they said I, I, what they're doing?
5: I haven't said they haven't released a schedule yet. Yeah, but, that's true. Um, I think it's going to be a conference-heavy schedule. I don't think there's. I mean, the Badgers backed out of their tournament down in Fort uh, Fort uh, Myers.
0: Was, was it Fort? Yeah, Fort Myers. Did you see that the battle for Atlantis is now in like. Is like in Wyoming or something. I think it was in South Dakota at the yeah, place where it, the Badgers opened yeah, up Yeah, that's year. what I it is.
2: Mean, if they haven't found Atlantis yet, you might as well start looking in uh, other places. It, I think it's
5: still
0: called the Battle for Atlantis, <laughs> but it's now in... I want to say that got canceled entirely. Like,
2: Did like, it?
5: One tournament got canceled entirely. Last I saw I it was like it the was. Battle
0: for Atlantis or like the the... Was that the one in the Bahamas? Yes, I think it got moved to. It was like somewhere in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the country, and it was still called Battle for Atlantis. But that, this was months ago that I saw that, so yeah. they could have canceled it. Could have just you know gone by me, but yeah, <laughs> you're out in Battle like, for Atlantis of Wyoming. Yeah, or South Dakota. Yeah, Battle for Atlantis canceled. Oh, did they? Well, we're still looking for Atlantis. Then all right, so <laughs> let's let's move on to uh, Wisconsin football. We're nine days away. Uh, there was Danny Davis and, what, Kendrick Pryor talking with the media, and these guys are ready to step up and fill the void that uh, Quintess Cephas leaves. Yeah. Is, is this something that seeing their performance last year and seeing them in practice, well, not this year, um, is this something that you know these two can fill that role that Quintess Cephas leaves? Quintess Cephas was a beast, man. I don't think that either I, – I, I like
5: Danny Davis and Kendrick Pryor – as players, I think they are talented, but Quintez Cephas was a different level. And if he had come back, I think we would have been talking about him as uh, uh, an All American and a potential guy that. And the, the wide receiver group in the country is just insane right now. But yeah. he's a, he's a guy that would have been considered among the best to play the position at Wisconsin. I mean, he's he's in the conversation with uh, Lee Evans and Tony, uh, and Chris Chambers and. Jared Aberdares and the rest of those guys who uh, were really really good at Wisconsin, so that that's a huge guy to have. They have to replace, but I do think they're going to they'll be up for it. I just don't think that they're at that level, and mm-hmm. um, I, I think the real excitement is some of the young guys,
0: specifically your
5: guy, Chim.
0: Oh yeah, Chim Ray DK. Yes, Chim Ray DK. See, I, I nailed it. I figured it out. Nobody, nobody. They're talking
5: about him a lot. Yes, and sometimes asked about him, and sometimes not, and so. Some guys are just bringing him up out of nowhere, and, and I think that speaks volume about him. I mean, six one, one ninety five, kind of has the same frame. Uh, you know, he's a freshman, obviously, so he's got some yeah. some room to grow. But he's kind of got the same frame as Quintez, and um, you know, very very athletic, and a guy that could potentially maybe he, he might not see a ton of snaps early on in the year, but could as the season grows jump up there because it's really Kendrick Pryor and Danny Davis. Then you have Adam Crumholtz and Jack Dunn, two guys that are, yeah. you know, more known for their blocking. A third receiver, third receiving wide receiver, or a third guy that can step in there and catch passes, and maybe Chim Ray D K.
0: Chim Ray D K. Or Chim, yeah, that's that's, that's, Chim, right? that's what yeah, they that's all call. everyone calls them. Yeah. I was like, huh? What well, did I just hear? What? Oh yeah, Chim Ray D K. All right. So then, um, the void that Jonathan Taylor leaves is gigantic. It's, it is. It's huge. But we've covered the running back position nonstop. It's Nikias Watson's. It's it's he's the guy. He is the guy. Like it's his. No, to... no. I mean he's. It's a three-headed monster. Yeah, but he's the one that leads that group it, essentially. Assuming they assuming they don't
5: start in the shotgun on uh, play one of the season. I think Nikia Watson's in the backfield. Yeah. Otherwise, it's probably Garrett Croshick. And you know who knows? Maybe they get Isaac Isaac uh, Garendo on the floor. Actually, uh, they, they got so many monsters back well. there.
2: Are you looking to make a bet to see if they start in the gun?
5: I'm not. I'm still waiting to be paid out for the last time. See, you're still waiting your 500 dollars like yes. I am. First
2: yes. first snap of the season. I
5: think I, I gave that over to you though. I think I gave you no, I think I, I gave you that money.
0: I appreciate that, but I'm not going to take it. What if um, it's cuz you're not going to get it? Yeah, I was down to like 480, something. You were down to like 490. <laughs> Four you were probably nin- down to
5: 499 493.75, I
0: think. I was,
2: was told IOUs were good as gold.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like the end of dumb and dumber which just a suitcase full of IOUs. Right? And they're that's driving away in the Lamborghinis. That's
5: what it is. Hey, But finally, Graham Mertz. Yeah, Gra- his, I'm excited about Graham Mertz. Finally, be their center. Uh, what does
0: Illinois bring to the table, though? Are we going to expect like a, a game of you know Wisconsin? Obviously, you had was it Watson come out to say that there's revenge on the brain. Obviously, and they're going to kick their butt. Like who wouldn't say that? But they took it as bulletin board material, which okay. But as Illinois, is this anything? Well, I said this last year, is this anything to worry about? Yeah. They lost. Well, they were 31-point favorites last year. Is, is so. this anything to worry about for Illinois coming in uh, to the camp? Of course.
5: We have no idea what Wisconsin's going to look like. Yeah. They, they don't get the preseason games or the the exhibition, the, uh, non-conference games that we all get to see. And we have, haven't seen fall camp, so we have no idea how anybody looks. But I think the fact that Wisconsin returns so much experience, especially on defense, and now you know getting John Dietzen back along the offensive line, that I think they should beat Illinois handily, but you don't. You don't know it because you don't know what Illinois looks like either. They, they bring back yeah. a ton of, ton of guys from last year.
0: And no no fans in the stands, correct? No fans in the no stands. No family members. No family members. Just uh, stadium essential employees. Yep. Coaches, players. Yep. And select media. Select media. Which you are one of them. I'm part of the select media, in air quotes, yes. Well done, well done, well done. Um, I was on a Nebraska... Uh, Radio show yesterday, mm-hmm. just ripping on the Cornhuskers. It was hilarious. Did they appreciate it? Well, they had what ground do they have to stand on? You, they don't. Exactly. They laughed. They laughed and like, yeah, ha, 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 I hope we can hold up our end of the bargain sometime soon.
5: You know they're gonna be calling you back but after after Halloween. Th- they paid. may
2: have appreciated it, but Ebo definitely welcomed the opportunity to say it. Well, here's what they're doing. And
5: then he he was given the opportunity, and then it was about taking advantage of the opportunity, which the he did.
0: Here's what they're doing, though, in uh, Lincoln.
5: What are they doing in Lincoln?
0: No fans in the stands because that's a Big Ten mandate. It is. But they're allowing their fans a percentage of their basketball arena inside to watch the football game.
5: That's idiotic.
0: That's <laughs> it's <laughs> it's idiotic. You're in clo- indoors, enclosed.
5: Idiotic is what it is. And
0: you're allowed to go in there, but
5: not outside in the stadium. And I should say that Wisconsin is welcoming fans into the stadium. The Badgers are, actually, in picture form.
0: Oh, the pictures! You can get out of there with that. You can, can, dude. Okay, they voted on money,
5: money, money, money. They voted on piped-in
0: crowd noise. I saw because Scott Frost was beside himself that they're allowing it,
5: and I have no idea how that's going to work. Yeah, Uh, no one does because the NFL. Like I honestly, they should just take the NFL version of it and throw it in the college college stadiums. Have it be the same no matter where it's at. Like I could see it being different at different. Venues, and that's just that would probably be slightly unfair. Zach, before I let you go, the camp, the camp, the camp, the camp.
0: A Wisconsin football
5: podcast. Yeah, we'll have a new episode coming up next Monday as uh, game week finally gets going. That's crazy to say.
0: We'll end on a high note right there. A game week coming up. <laughs>